Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo. Out there eating. Okay, let's start with Peter this week. So Peter decided to hook up my hookup. So what's what's the verdict? What's the verdict? Your hookup, your hookup. I used your hookup. So he latched onto the hookup. Yes. He got yes. caught by the hookup. Hooked onto the hookup. I think uh, <laughs> we got, just after the milkshake is when I text you guys. So I hadn't even tasted the food and I was like, yes, I approve of this message. <laughs> it was sick. Did you see the, 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 the um, tiny girl that works there? Because like yes. one girl, she's best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she like, brought us Anita's food. She's, like, yeah. oh, she's so adorable. <laughs> she's literally like. I, I didn't think that, but okay. Like three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what, what tuned him onto her. Because she was short. Mm. And it was adorable. Anyway. She, she stand out small. Which one did you go to? Um, was it Strand? Strand? Yeah, Strand. Okay. Yeah, the thing, yeah, because she's small, but she's not a midget. Yeah. So it was weird. It was mm. weird. <laughs> anyway, let's get, let's get into this one today. So, I've got some woes this week. So I think this this episode should be called A Tale of Two Babes. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's going to be the title. Cool. So, um, where to start? Let's start with last week. Bro, so, it's that, it's is that close, yeah? Oh, yeah, this oh, yeah. Oh, fam, this last week and then yesterday. Oh, gosh. So, um, so last week, um, like I was saying, it was my pastor's leaving day. Mm. It was great. But I didn't get to um, enjoy the after party because there, <laughs> there was a bit of beef <laughs> afterwards. Oh, right. Um, so what happened? So, obviously... Um, because I was leaving, people who like don't 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 really come came today. Um, one of the people that came was this babes, who is like a very close family friend of ours. Okay. Um, but because of like distance and like um responsibility, she, has, she doesn't become in as regularly as she used to. Um, and she's an interesting character. Let's say that. And uh, so like. Uh, after the service, she like tried to like um like leave church as quickly as she could, <clears throat> just like cut, and um but then my mom caught her at the door, all right, and like as she was trying to leave, my mom like grabbed grabbed onto the, her hand and said like like hold on a second, hold on a second, them them typical African yeah. mom sort of tactics, yeah, hmm. and um it, um because okay so like a bit of backstory so this this babes um. She's had a loss in her family recently, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah. So 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 what happened? Yeah. So there was there was loss in the family. Um. So she told me, and like my mom knew that like that, 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 that something was up. Mm. So then, um, because because my mom knew, when when my mom asked, "Oh, what's happening with that situation?" I told her, "Oh, that some mm. person passed away." Mm-hmm. And because this babe goes to our church, my mom told the people at church what happened so that we um, they could pray for her. Mm. Okay. Okay. And um, you know, it's nice sentiment, but obviously, it's not one that everyone yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone yeah. likes. And so I think she was already upset with my mom, my mom, because mm. of that. And like even when like my mom find out, she was, my mom tried tried to call her, message her. She's not answering anything. Duh, 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 wow. duh. Which is obviously everyone deals with like loss in their, their mm. in, in their own way. Yeah. And but because like this is someone who my mom treats like her own daughter sort mm. of thing. Mm. And um, yeah, so I don't know. There's there's that balance between you know having respect for someone who's like um like trying to reach out to you and mm. like I'm I'm not ready to do this right now in it. Mm. So it's, it's it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. So um yes, yeah, so my mom grabbed her by the arm uh which may have not been the best thing because this babes has dealt with um domestic violence in the past. <laughs> so I'm um, being grabbed after dealing with domestic violence. Mm. Can be somewhat of a trigger. So my mom grabbed onto her um, she said, um, you can't just be rerunning away. People are, are, are trying to be here for you. And if mm. you keep trying to do this, you're just going to push everyone away. Da, 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 da. Mm. Mm. And then she left. Um, two seconds later, she comes back in church. <laughs> so I need to speak to you. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> so, so, so she drags me out of church. 
Um, and she, she's, she's in tears. She's angry. She says, oh, how dare your mom do that? Da, 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 da. I should call the police um, for assault. Um, I figured, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, um, I should give um, my uncle my, your, your mom's number. And she won't like what she has to say. Da, 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 da. So... I didn't say anything because obviously she was like she was like feeling very emotional and mm. da, 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 da. Mm. and like I understood that my mom wasn't right in that situation mm. and some okay so so mom my mom was was wrong to do what she did that much I can I, I can admit like if you know the person's history grabbing them and you know you can't force someone to like be ready to to face something if they're not ready sort of thing right. Mm. But at the same time, obviously, you have to you have to at least try and like reach out for them. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, so this girl's talking a bit reckless. Uh, we left it because she had stuff to deal with. I was like, okay, calm down. Mm. <laughs> we'll talk later. And so that happened last week, last Ooh. week Sunday. It's like last time I talked to her. So I was thinking about it this week. <laughs> I was just musing over it. Mm. And I was just thinking, I understand you're upset, but you can't be saying that you're gonna get my mom arrested <laughs> and there's still think you can call call me friend <laughs> sort of thing yeah. so like i saw her in, in passing on saturday um but like i saw her at, at a distance mm. so i kind of like changed direction from where i was walking because <laughs> i'm still trying to decide how i want to what i want to do with this yeah because yeah. like part of, part of me says like i, I understand that that you were angry yeah. but I've never been the, 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 the sort of person for that to, to, for that to be an excuse. Yeah. I feel like you like you, you need to be accountable for for like for like what you say or what you do, yeah. regardless of, of like how you feel. Yeah. And I think just out of the principle, like even if my mom was in the wrong, like you can't talk about my mom like that and then expect you <laughs> talk to, yeah. Yeah. to me about my mom yeah. and expect me to be cool about. Yeah. Us. So like I bring this situation to you. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think I should do? Because. I, I've become very good at like cutting people out of my life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Pusha T said, surgical summer. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be a surgical summer. It's gonna be a surgical summer. <laughs> so, um, as sad as uh, as it would as it would be, like out of principle, if I had to do it, I would have to do it. Mm. And the thing is, like, she would dare speak to my mom the way she was speaking to my mom. Like, like she she wouldn't speak to my mom to her face the way she was she was speaking to me because my mom would just give her a slap and she knows it. <laughs> that's why she came to me to say to say all these things mm. but yeah so, so I'm not sure whether out of principle I should say you know what yeah you can't be talking reckless like that <laughs> say it to her face innit <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like, uh, like part of me wants to say you know what yeah I'm not going to talk to you but if you go and tell my mom what you did and then my mom says okay Robert it's, it's okay you can talk to her again mm. I'll be cool with that mm. but I think that's a bit petty <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how to handle the situation so how do you guys think I should I, I should handle the situation mm. I think um, the first thing that comes to my mind is that there are multiple different um, mental strains within the situation in that um, not only is she suffering grief is she going through grief and loss but also, as you said, uh, <clears throat> mental triggers in terms of um, abuse. Of domestic abuse. Yeah. The um, history of um, domestic abuse. And so I know people that, oh, at least we all know of people that will turn to stupid things when they're going through grief and will act in ways that um, aren't necessarily characteristic of who and how they are. Um, simply because they don't know how to deal with that. Now, I don't know how close this person is to them. I don't know um, the situation. I'm thankful that you haven't said that. Um, so it's like, and there's a sense of, there might be a sense of betrayal in that you've, you've gained some personal information and you've spread it. Um, churches are, mem people within churches are often accused with gossip when sometimes it, it's genuine mo uh, intentions where it's like, no, like I, I said this because I thought this person can pray for you. I know that like, this person's a person of prayer. And so, that, so there might be like genuine intentions, but yeah, the sentiment doesn't necessarily carry across. And so I know that there's, there's the flashbacks in terms of abuse, there's the grief, there might be a sense of betrayal um, and whatever else is happening in her life. 
So there might be different underlying stuff. And from what you're saying, there might even be like some mental health stuff that's happening there as well. Um, There's a few things that so it's like I'm aware of. Yeah. So that all of that, that right there is is like a a pot yeah. just stirring. And and so I think that what's okay. So you said that one, she wouldn't dare say that to your mom. She wouldn't dare. She'll get a punch off. Like <laughs> your mom will set levels right off the bat. So I think, um, in as much as yeah, there is a level of offense there, especially towards you, and that you're talking to my mom like like to me like this. But there's also a sense of right. I know that you're going through stuff. So rather than holding on to the offense, I'll be like, how can we serve her during this time? Um, that that will kind of be my question. Okay, yeah. so let me like put it to you. So let's say Pete was going through something, mm-hmm. and then he was just talking to like to, like, to like Jamelia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I punched up Peter. <laughs> so, firstly, because I know Peter, I know that he tends to be the most respectful when he's talking about people's other halves. Um. And so for him to do something like that, obviously there's initially, are you dumb? Are you talking to me? <laughs> like, fam, you, you, might, you might still be training, but fam, yeah. I'll try a little something. Um, but I think I will be concerned as to where that's coming from. So you're going to try and punch him? There will be, there will be that there. I'm not going to lie. There will be that there. But I, I think in knowing him and knowing his characteristics, I'll be like, yo, where's this coming from? And if in digging, it just seems malicious, then <laughs> <laughs> the search you punch him off is just going to rise. Mm. So I think his response to me digging into what's triggering it will either quell or make me pissed off even more. Mm. So I think that that interaction is going to determine whether he gets a brick through his car as he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> or... Like I sit here and help him through whatever he's going through. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's um, I think it's unfortunate because of obviously this person's going through stuff with the loss of the family member, and from your description has been through something before. So I think it's I, I think where I know what you mean in in saying that she obviously knew she couldn't say that to your mom, so she came to say it to you. There's an element there of, I think, and again, first, let me preface it with this. There's always three sides to any story. There's your version, her version, and then there's the truth. Uh, from a, the truth. From an objective point of view, which is almost impossible for us to do because we are human beings who are having a subjective experience. So you never know what's going through her mind and, and, and why, you know, why her actions, why what she said. However, I just looking from your point of view, knowing that I can't say that to your mom and I'm coming to say it to you, to me sounds more like a venting session. Like it's just getting it off your chest with all that you're going through. And then maybe you wanted to keep it private. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, uh, like I understand you're venting, but yeah. you have to k- still keep in mind who it is you're talking to me about. Yeah, no, I, I, get, I get that. But then that's why, it's, that's why they were talking to you and not the person. If that makes sense, mm, like mm, mm. I, I, I think if if it was if it was just I don't care, you know, then I don't. Th- well, I again, I don't know this person, I don't know their relationship, but people that are upset enough will say anything to anyone if you're upset enough about it, mm. regardless of what the consequences might be. That's why a lot of people are getting beaten up <laughs> because they're talking, they're talking, you know, talking, talking reckless. reckless to the wrong people. Um, but I think. Knowing that they couldn't say that to your mom and then choosing to come and say it to you just mm. makes it sound like you were just a, a venting session for it. Yeah, it's like sometimes I've noticed this in I've noticed this in groups. If someone's getting picked on, if like a group of guys who are friendly, like one of them's getting picked on. If the whole group is picking on them, they'll almost always retaliate to the weakest person in the group, mm. who they know that they can have some dominance over. Not yeah. saying that you're the weakest in the group. Or I, was just about to, I, was, I was about to kill. Come <laughs> There's in. almost a sense of now. I know. I know that I can't go after the big person. Yeah. Who's the next person that I can go to? Yeah. Yeah. To almost feel um, justified in this rant. Yeah. Yeah. If that I, makes I, sense. I think there's there's a couple of. Responses for me, the 
the colder response or, or the more in my opinion the easier response is to say all right you know i'm not going to put myself in a position for you to talk reckless to me again bye like yeah. it's simple it's clean it's efficient it's surgical, <laughs> surgical but i think what the compassionate response is you recognize that this person is going through something and if regardless of their actions knowing that their actions come from a place of so so much hurts still trying to kind of be there for them through it like the disrespect to your mum you knowing the person maybe you know that that's that wasn't meant maliciously or you can tell whether or not that was meant or you know whether or not that was meant maliciously whether or not your friend actually feels this way about your mum or if it was just a situation and and stuff and i think with with that in mind the compassionate response is to try and help them through it and then maybe when things are a bit calmer be like yo what you said about my mom was a bit out of line kind of thing if i'm being very honest mm -hmm. personally i would have gone with a surgical <laughs> approach i just don't i just won't put myself in that position anymore that's me and mm. it's not me it's not maybe the best yeah but i think and like uh, uh, like i think i think i'm i'm, I'm of the um what's the word Words. What's what I'm looking for? How would I know? No, persuasion. The same persuasion. It's almost it's, it's like persuasion, but it's not persuasion. Same opinion. No, there's a certain word I want to use. It's going to bother me if I can't <laughs> say it. He's of the same mindset or perspective. You're trying to. It's like that. It's like that. What's not the right word? What was he? Volition. No, it's not volition. It's not volition. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> we need this inclination. Yeah, forget it. There's, there's someone coming. screaming at their phone with the, the right <laughs> word. Like, this is what you're looking for. I think it's something like um disposition. 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 No, disposition. Disposition. Yeah, okay, okay. Fine. <laughs> it's an appropriate word. It's an appropriate word. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I'd rather like cut you off and not have to deal with, <laughs> deal with it, yeah. you know, because it is easy. Well, it's easier and it's cleaner. It is, yeah. Than I like trying to, trying to deal with the mess of what is going to have to happen as a as a result of how to trying to reconcile everything yeah i think i think as well if in as much as yes i hear what you guys are saying in a situation i'm almost thinking that what i'm thinking about what um what effect that would have on her in the long run as well mm. so do you think it might be better to almost coax her through this? And then once she regains her normal mind, just be like, first of all, let me reset levels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me reset levels. You can't be talking reckless about my mum like that. Um, once you've almost helped her through this. Because I'm like, she felt, arguably, she felt safe enough to say that to you. So even within her anger, there might have been a sense of he's still a safe space. Yeah. I don't know, can I ask a question a bit? Yes, Jamilio. Did she have a point? Pardon? Did she have a point? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the situation, my mom was wrong to 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 have handled it the way she handled it. Okay, so what's the problem? Because because even if you're even if my mom is wrong, you can't be saying that you're gonna get my mom arrested. You're gonna make sure that she can't work with kids anymore. Da -da 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 -da. Okay, I don't know what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so she took it far. Yeah. And like I understand, and I know she's the kind of person who doesn't open up to very to, to very many people because of her past. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason she she she's, she's able to talk to me freely is because I don't I've, I haven't treated her like any differently since knowing what's happened to her mm. sort of thing. But I did I didn't know that she was trying to drop like. Your like mum will work with kids and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's, what, that's what I was saying. Okay, so she, and, went, she went far. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's, it's a thing of like familiarity breeds contempt yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I think I think once, um, regardless of that referee is moving a bit mud. Um, yeah, if if you do, it might it might be worth just just being like, yo, you can't you can't talk reckless like. But that. then, did she mean it? Like from your perspective, did she mean it, or was it just? I'm angry, I'm talking my mind kind of thing. I think she was just angry. 
no, and I'm yeah, saying yeah, this yeah. with you uh, knowing her. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was just angry, but then, yeah. like, like, like I was saying before, um, Back I, in. because. I hold my, my uh, you say that it's a <laughs> microphone as well <laughs> because I hold myself accountable to, like to, to, for things I say yeah. and I'm ready to deal with the consequences. Yeah. I hold people to that to that same standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hard when someone's emotional. Yeah, because a lot of yeah. people react emotionally and then all logic goes out the window. Yeah, and just so let's make it a bit more like when it comes to grievances, how much leeway do you think people should should get? Honestly, personally, like from a whenever it comes to like grievances and stuff like that forgiveness when Christ says forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us there's that correlation drawn or at least that image of a correlation drawn where I should look at how much I'm forgiving and allow that to inform how much I forgive others so the the correct or not the correct answer I think the biblical answer is there shouldn't be a limit to the leeway I think it's knowing or discerning people's intent, mm. which is something God will help you do. And someone that's being malicious, as Mo said, you can deal with that differently because that's someone attacking as opposed yeah. to someone who's dealing with something. Yeah. And in their grief, frustration, anger, they're chatting the wildest. Like There's there's a lot more compassion there, I think, from God. Even, yeah. even like look at that. Um, okay, maybe it's not the same thing, but in David going to kill... What's his name? So? Uriah's nope. Ru- Uriah. Is it Uriah or Uzziah or something? Uriah. Bathsheba's yeah, husband. Uriah. Like, if I'm to look at the levels or, or the extent, it's like you not only have gone to commit adultery, you've then conspired to and successfully killed another person, another man, for no reason. Like, there should be no... You're, you're David, you're, you're a wise man, you know... Saul tried to kill you, God preserved you, you've gone to kill someone else. Like it's it's pure wickedness. Mm. Under normal circumstances, I'll be like, No, according to the law, you have lost the kingdom, you will die. But God still kept his promise to David and reiterated it to Solomon that I will keep someone from David's line in uh in kingship over Israel mm. for all of eternity because David loved me. And this was after what David had yeah. done. Even if you look at Abraham and Sarah them going into foreign land and then the pharaoh being like oh i like that i like sarah and him being like that's my that's my wife when god goes to pharaoh and says i'm going to end you tonight like i think someone was preaching about it was like god you're going to the wrong person that pharaoh's (laughs) not done anything wrong but you see the extent of grace that god affords Mm. his own so i think the biblical answer is there's no limit to it Mm. There's only a discernment of the intent behind yeah. why they're chatting the world. I want to add to what Peter said as well in, in that when... Um, so, in terms of David, in as much as forgiveness was afforded him, there was still a consequence as a response, a direct response to that. Um, even in Abraham's situation, there was a, there was a consequence. He was kicked the out of the land. The second time, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, he was kicked out of yeah, the yeah. land. Both times, Both yeah. times, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there was a physical consequence to what he had, the sin that he had, he had committed. Yeah. Um, if you want to argue that Abraham didn't commit a sin at me. Um, oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know how someone can argue that he didn't commit a sin. But I, I was going to say that the argument is in both cases yeah. when he left. You don't blow bubbles in the house, Uncle Robert. Sorry. <laughs> in, yeah. In Just both cases when he left, he left with more. Yeah. He came yeah. With, and I think, I think that left. shows... Yeah. God's grace tempering his justice our mistakes and stuff and I also see that as God's faithfulness even in the midst of our unfaithfulness Mm, so mm. and it's this is a key thing that we tend to forget is that sometimes we might forgive someone so I might forgive X for slapping me in my face doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hang around with him anymore. Yeah. I've forgiven mm-hmm. him, but I'm not going to hang around with him anymore. Yeah. And so forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is as it was before. Yeah. There might be a change in the relationship. So yeah. you might forgive her and just be like, well, I'm, I'm not going to hang around mm-hmm. with you anymore. I'm not saying that that's what you should do. Yeah. But just saying like, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean the relationship remains the same. Yeah. Forgiveness removes the bitterness from your heart. Yeah. But then the wisdom will still keep you out of arm's reach. Yeah. Oh, that, that is recorded. <laughs> Mm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think where principle overrules grace or compassion, there we have a problem. That's what happened with some of the Pharisees, where they were principled, and so on the Sabbath we don't do work, but that overruled the compassion to heal a man that is sick on the Sabbath. Does that makes sense. So. That, that's <laughs> this guy <laughs> how dare you <laughs> how can you deny someone someone their blessing because it's the sabbath so so cold <laughs> so cold do you, you know be like come come back tomorrow <laughs> picture that yeah like you meet you meet the person who goes like this is your wife and then my god's like you've been single for so long what's what's another week don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. No, 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 no. This is the thing, yeah. This is the thing. This is the difference. Like the the guy knew that Jesus had the, like is the guy who can heal him. So you knew that this girl had to be like this. Everything that I want is in this girl, and you know that God is saying like this is the person. But then God is like, but you can't. You can't go to her. You can look at her, but you can't go to her now. See the promised land, but you cannot no, like enter. That. <laughs> Ask peak. But you did but you didn't know that it would be an extra week. Nah, it's cool. When 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 he's going to get married and he's how oh, I, I can't wait. Alright, let's do this. Oh so cute. Alright, can I go first? Yeah. So my hook up this week. So first thing, Charlie. Charlie, why am I going Ghanaian? <laughs> you guys, I hope that you are checking out the hookups. Um, in introvert, uh, mentioned she she has been checking out the hookups. She's going to be checking out the diner, um, and I think she did a test as well and found some of her spiritual gifts, which oh. is really good. Um, so guys, do check out the hookups. Um, they they're good. Oh, she's she's amazing, man. She's amazing for real. I need to check back on Insta just and to super talented. So like, she should come down sometime. Really. Oh, raw. And she's super talented as well. Yes. Anyway, my hookup. Um, so we talked about binge watching before mm-hmm. the podcast. I've been binge listening to this podcast called the Bright Session. Bright Session. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit. Gather your words. Gather your words. No, I'm gonna edit. The Bright Session. The Bright Session. I'm not gonna be able to say it now. Is it? <laughs> the Bright Sessions. Um, and it's essentially Dr. Bright. She's a psychologist. And she's been meeting with people who have abilities, so superhuman powers. And the podcast is just like her various. Are these actual people? No, I mean it's it's, fi- it's a fictional podcast, oh, but it's written really well and it's really interesting. And like the setting that they chose, just a psychologist's office. All you can hear in the background is like the clock, mm. and then they're talking. It really, it's really immersive. And I think the episodes rarely have more than two people or three people uh, involved. But the story is really well written. It's taking some twists. And I think as of the end of the month, they will actually finish the whole, like the final episode will air. So you've got, I've gone through like maybe 40 or so uh, episodes. And episodes are like 15 minutes long. Um, oh, wow. Uh, but there's tons of stuff. And you, you actually have an end in sight. So, yeah. Um, the Bright Sessions, wherever you find your podcast. Sorry, um, thingy introvert also mentioned the prestige. I think you mentioned what? that. Yeah, 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 she said she said she had to watch it like three times. Was <laughs> that, that yeah. deep? So I'm gonna be watching that as well. Yeah, shout out introvert man again. All right. So my hookup for this week is a film. It's called Oh the Mask. No, it's not called The Mask. Which it was, The Mask was a pretty good film back in the day. The Mask was alright for what it was. That Triceratops thing. Anyway, so my film um, choice is called Memento. Mm. It's a film about a guy who's out for revenge. His wife got killed and murdered in the front. Okay, okay, okay. His wife got killed and murdered in front, raped and raped him and killed in front of him. And um, ever since that day, he can't make new memories. So like anything that happens, like happens, he'll he'll forget in like twenty seconds time. Okay. And like there's and like there's this there's like this one scene where he's he's like in a bar. And um, a lady get, buys him a drink, 
but then she gets pe- different people in the bar to spit in the drink and, and, and like he sees them spitting in the drink but then he forgets that he's seen it and oh. so he, she gives it to him and he drinks it why does she do that um, does she know of his condition so, so like he told her and then she was like trying to prove whether he was, he was like telling the truth or not that's nasty. And so he has to like, like write, um, like make tattoos on, on his body and like write, write notes to help him right. like right. Um, keep his mind on track on trying to find his wife's killer. Right. And it's a really good film. And then when you like see like what's really happening, you're like, ah, this is the take, you know? I have to check this out. It's a good film. Is it on Netflix? It should be. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite an old film. Okay. Sweet. Memento. Memento. Ah. I got a, a little a doozy. Like a little doozy. Um... So my white people. (laughs) (laughs) My hookup is a um, interview from John Piper, and so I have there's there's a worship a popular worship song I think it's Hillsong that I've had an issue with. Which one is it? Here we go. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name it is. What? The name of That's my Jesus. tune blood. What, what's what's Because you're a heretic. <laughs> what's your problem? So, <laughs> the, the problem is is a line in the second verse. Oh, just one line? Just one line. Like, the, the chorus, I love the chorus. What a beautiful name it is. I love the chorus, yeah. But the, the problem that I have is mm. with one verse. One, I think it's a line, but it has implications where it says, He didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. Okay. And now, this is... I think it's being picky with that. Like. No, 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 no. Theologically, it doesn't sit right. <laughs> so, I know that this is meant to convey some... It's, it's meant to convey something of God's love. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to do it poetically. Yes. But it, it chose wrong words or the wrong sequence of words to Why? do that. Because <laughs> you, said, Jesus, you said, God, you didn't want heaven without us. Firstly, you're saying that God is not content in himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Firstly, you're saying God is not content in himself. Okay. Secondly, you're saying that heaven is, a, is heaven is only heaven because God is there. Without God, heaven is not heaven. Okay. So you didn't want heaven without us. That means you didn't want your own presence without us. Yes? Okay. So firstly, you're saying God is not content the in himself. The argument can't be made, though. Secondly, you're saying that argument can be made what? That God didn't want heaven without us. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it, it can't be made. It can't yeah, be made. That's why he created us. No, no, no. He created us out of out of the overflow of his love. It's not that there was a deficiency without. without but he us. knew what it would be. He knew what, but there wasn't a deficiency in <laughs> God without Amazing us. Grace. There wasn't a deficiency. So it, it's, it's not. Well, it's not indicating a deficiency. It does. No, no. It, it hints towards it. No, because That's it says God didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven like down. There's an implication me. that there was a deficiency. So Jesus came to fulfill that deficiency by bringing heaven down, that He can have that fullness. Whoa, but um, John Piper actually goes through it. But no. <laughs> Yo, he goes through the lyrics go, of the he song. He goes through the lyrics and he kind of talks about it, and he mm. voices the same concerns that I do. Mm. And I had this, I had this concern about the exact same line. And then to hear months later that other people are sharing the same concerns about the same lines only reaffirmed mm. what I had in the first place. Mm. Quick sidebar. So um, there's this one song that um, I like to do sometimes, but I, I, I've been feeling a way about it. Do you know it's called um, Here I Am. It's, it's like an old school one. Like, Here I am to worship. No, 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 no. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling. Yeah. That, that. Yeah. So the chorus is really good. Mm. The problem is, in the verses, it's as if God is singing. So it's like, I'd Lord to see a flame. I have heard my favorite. So it, like, it's, it, it's almost like it's being sung from the perspective of God. Okay. And I'm not sure how I feel, of, feel about, about that. that. Okay. I mean, so a lot of prophets would Saved directly from, like they'll speak as they're speaking in gospel. Like that saved the Lord. Hmm. A lot of those. Oh yeah, but you get, you get, you get, you get, I feel like with those, they, they, they those preference that is this, this what God has said, yeah. as opposed to just saying, "I am the Lord." Because yeah. then that, that makes it a bit weird. There's yeah. a there's a William McDowell song, "Come Unto Me," where it's like, "Come unto me." Mm. Open up your heart yeah. and worship. So it's very much from God's perspective again. View, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is tricky. And even, um, oh, I've forgotten the song. Um, yeah, I've forgotten the song. There was another song that switches um, Bless you. you and he 
mm. and stuff like that. So it's almost like you and then he. So it's almost personal and impersonal. Mm. And I've struggled with that because I'm mm. just like, if I'm worshiping a personal God, why am I switching it to impersonal? Okay. But um, the reason, the reason, and one thing that I love that John Piper touches on mm. is that. So in doing art, in I'll send a link to this as well. It'll be good for you guys to listen through. Um, mm. I have there's an issue as well around the song um, "Reckless Love of God." Mm. What the one with the hill song song? Um, All the ever no, that's my tune ever as well. Mm. Reckless love of God, because mm. um, God's love is not reckless. Again, the argument can't be. It can't be made. God's love is not reckless. Fam, sending your son to die for us—that's reckless. That's not reckless. It's it's abundant and all giving, but it's not reckless. Mm. Maybe it's reckless from like human perspective. It's not reckless from human perspective, and it's not reckless from a perspective of knowing the God we serve. It was. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I, I, this, I think. I think. Okay, so no, I don't finish. Finish your point. So I'm, I'm saying, if we approach worship biblically, mm. then the lyrics should reflect the the god that the bible presents that we worship mm. and so in as much as the sentiments might be right i don't agree that um I, so i'm i'm very much of the disposition of hey your words coming out again the disposition of like if you're not singing to the god of the bible who are you singing to mate mm. yes, i just wanted to say why reckless love is problematic okay so the word reckless means mm. someone who acts without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action mm. it's oh marked by ever. lack of proper caution reckless and even as irresponsible mm. is that god <laughs> no it's not look up dictionary definitions before you put these words in your song please and so it's like we've we've almost sacrificed the true notion of who God is mm. due to poetics, mm. which I don't think does him justice. We're subjecting who he is mm. to artistic structures and forms and stuff, which is going to be a struggle to communicate God in language in the first place. Mm. But as a worship leader, the person who writes the song, you have a task, a divinely given task to try to rightly represent rightly represent the god you worship mm. and secondly as worship leaders of congregations you now have a challenge to use songs in worship that line up with your concept of god mm. quick question yeah leah comes to you guys mm -hmm. and wants to express her love for you leah leah <laughs> comes to you guys <laughs> wanting to express her love to you mm -hmm. how much of how how important is her following all the right semantics and her structuring it correctly as opposed to the intent of her heart to you guys the problem the difference is so with Leia obviously as a child we don't expect yeah, yeah, just one. her to be perfect. And in our own personal worship, we may say things that are untoward, that come out of passion. Mm. But if you're a worship leader, if you're a songwriter, you're a teacher. You're a teacher of Bible because you're translating the gospel into words. Mm. So it is important for you to make sure it's correct. Not if you're not teaching, not if you're just worshiping. But th this is the thing. If you're just well. expressing your love to your father this, this and you're having to put and it then in a you song. record but, it yeah. but this, but for this is thousands the of people to sing. Yeah. Look, there, there's a case. Is God's of love not overflowing? Is it not there's everlasting? A, there's is a it case not of. There's yeah, but it's not reckless. Maybe, maybe it's not reckless, but the description I understand. Mm. I do. Mm. And this, this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing yeah Th there's the there's a reality of firstly taking mm. into consideration Leia's age her <laughs> comprehension and stuff that she's able to articulate isn't that isn't that that much advanced mm. secondly if you're in a position where you are leading people in worship mm. 
Now, worship isn't something trivial. Mm. Worship is a lyrical or artistic declaration of truths held and known about a God. Mm. Now, if you're holding and proclaiming artistically truths about a God, it needs to be in line with how this God has has displayed himself mm. now i haven't written a book displaying my attributes and my characters mm. so she's going to be expressing it from what she's experienced from you yeah know? some worship songs are like that ex- ex- experiential rather than doctrinal mm. um but when you're making doctrinal statements it needs to be in line with how god himself has revealed himself. i don't know well again i don't know who wrote it i've i know the song because um I think they were singing it and even less than no <laughs> I really liked the song because when I heard the song mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about when when I heard reckless love I wasn't thinking what does the word reckless mean mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking what's the word love mean I saw a description of love that didn't care about the consequences that saw I'm going to die and so I'm still coming. I thought of God, Christ in Gethsemane, praying, if possible, let this cup pass. That's what I thought of when I thought when I heard reckless love. Maybe you guys thought, what's the semantics behind it? And you have a problem with that. I didn't. I saw a beautiful picture and it helped me worship. So Well, you're a heretic. <laughs> Stop calling people heretics. It's your favorite go to Sophie. <laughs> As much as I've been enjoying this, we still have one more babes to talk about. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's the tale of two babes. It's the tale of two babes. Cool. Cool. So, um, um, <laughs> so yesterday, um, so. For, for so the, last week, you had your first dramatic yeah. babe experience. Your next so, BBs. Yes. So the next one, hap- the next babes happened yesterday. So um, for the past couple of weeks, I'll tell you guys about this event Stephanie was um, putting on. Yes. And what yesterday, it was really good. Mm. Oh, it was yesterday. Yeah, they they. Uh, <laughs> if you read the flyer, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought the same thing. I thought, keep quiet. Don't let them know you didn't realize it was yesterday. And then, uh, um, they tried to put on guys a bit. They did. They tried to be one of those guys to trash kind of things, but <laughs> I wasn't having that. <laughs> I had to put them right. <laughs> was it a lot of like females? It was, there were there were two guys. <laughs> Serious. Wow. Two guys. The whole event. Yeah, but it was good. It was good, and um, it was good. Mm. Um, good, good, good conversations. Some bars, all of that good stuff. Mm. But um, so because of <laughs> how can I say this without without being Higgin? Okay, so because it was Stephanie who was, who was running the event, I knew I was likely to see some people I <laughs> didn't want to see. Oh gosh, hey, these are people who could potentially be listening to the podcast as well. Oh no no! no. Anyway, every, these people know who they are. Oh, okay. they, they, they know they, okay. they, they know who they are. So right. no, it's not it's, it's not no secret thing. So um, so I was just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, nope. I was like, I need some backup. I, I, I can't I can't go to a, <laughs> I can't go to the event like this by myself mm. because there were at least three people that <laughs> I'm I'm not beefing, but <laughs> you know, you it, it could be a bit awkward. <laughs> I'm not beating, but you know. Yeah, so like, um, so I got a friend to come with me. I got Henrietta to come with me. Shout right. out to Henry. She came. She she ha- she ha- she uh, she enjoyed it. Mm. It was a good event. And um, one of the people I was yeah. So um, one of these babes I was feeling the way about is an ex babes. Oh, ex babes. No storm. No Jean Grey. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no storm. No Jean Grey. You don't know. Peak. So um. So she came, mm. and it was it, it wasn't as awkward as I thought it would be. It wasn't awkward at all. Okay, it was cool. That's worrying. <laughs> Even though she came with her new boyfriend, oh, <laughs> but it was whatever. Apparently, she was throwing side eyes at Henry, <laughs> which is funny. But um, so she came with her new boyfriend, and she was throwing side eyes at the girl that you came. With. Boy, apparently that's a girl thing. Anyway, so so that so, so ain't handling his business, boy. <laughs> I'm not even getting into that. So, um after the event, um I felt I felt like I should write about <laughs> about that situation. Oh gosh. So that was your first mistake. No 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 no. So so last night I was I was writing mm. and I wanted to share a bit of, of, of what I wrote. Let's hear this. It, it's not so much of a poem, mm. it's, it's it's more of like free thought kind of thing. Okay. No, <laughs> Sound like Kanye West just free thought. But it's called Atlas. The piece is called Atlas. Okay. It's going to be called Atlas. Okay. 
Papa. And it goes a bit like this. Oh my gosh, I'm so shy. I'm sharing that reason. I'm, Shut I'm, up I'm and read, <laughs> It's a bit gay, though. Anyway, whatever, man. It's Boris. All right. You look happy. <laughs> Happier than I've seen you in a long time. It's like the weight of your world has finally been lifted off your shoulders. I can't remember the last time I saw you with such a genuine smile on your face. Actually, that's not true. We lay on your sister's bed, talking about the night we met and how that night led to, to the first conversation we had on the phone, which led to the first time we went for a walk. During that walk, every time your fingers brushed against mine, it felt like lightning shot up through my arm. Later, you told me you felt the same way. What? Did I, did I hear right? Your fingers brushed against mine? Yeah. Okay. Same is. What? Read. <laughs> but in that moment, everything was still too new. So neither of us reached out to hold the other's hand. Maybe things would have been different if I had taken that chance. All the other chances that came after it. I never knew how to approach you. You weren't like other girls. I once told you that I couldn't think about you without thinking about God. Your love for him was just that tangible. So tangible it seemed like a barrier. A barrier I wasn't allowed to walk through. So I just walked beside you at a distance and was content doing so. Looking back, I shouldn't have been surprised that you didn't want to be, to, to be with me. At first I was angry. I felt used and betrayed, but we thank God for clarity because you were right. I wasn't what you needed me to be. You deserve so much more than I could give. I hated you for, I hated you for it then, but I thank you for it now. I've learned so much as a result. I wish I could share this newfound knowledge with you. I wish I could give you these fruits you helped to cultivate. But maybe it's best that I don't because you look happy. Happy than I've ever seen you. Happy than I've seen you in a very long time. You look happy with him. He looks like he makes you happy. I've always wanted you to be happy, but back then I only wanted you to be happy if it was me that made you that way. Now I just want you to be happy, full stop. Even if even if it is without me, in the grand scheme of things, I'm just not as amazing or as important as I think I am. I'm, and I'm learning that that's okay. There's a plan for me and a plan for you and maybe we don't ever cross paths again. Part of me hopes that happens, but I'd, I'd be lying if I said that part of me doesn't want to be with you for the rest of forever. But I know I'm not in love with you. I'm in love with who you were back before you broke, back before you shattered. Most don't see the cracks because they don't know where to look, but I do. Don't get me wrong, you're the most beautiful mosaic I've ever seen, but I don't know this new you. It's repaired and rebuilt you. I haven't gotten to know you all over again and maybe you'll be exactly the same person as you were before, but maybe you'll be different. Maybe you'll be someone I can't fall in love with. Not that it matters, because you're with him and you look happy. So I'm happy. I'm content. You deserve happiness more than most. Your light is one that the world needs. So keep shining. Keep shining. Anyway. Sounds like a backslider to me. Sounds like you're trying to convince yourself. <laughs> you're back. <laughs> Carry on. So I was writing bars. Hey, why are you wearing my daughter's watch? She gave it to me. Yeah, so I was writing this and like even though like it's all soppy and stuff <laughs> like I can honestly say like if I never saw again in my life, it wouldn't bother me. But then part of me wouldn't be adverse if that didn't if that didn't not happen either mm. so you know in the, I bring it to the forum to the furnace <laughs> I come with my heart on my sleeve that's a bad do. idea that was your first mistake it's <laughs> a bad idea Bruh, if I can't talk to you about these kind of things who can I talk to you know this, this is what being accountable is about this, this is the sort of stuff that you take to God in prayer <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it What's the question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think there's there's room for appreciating that, uh, appreciating the the things God chiseled away with X's. 
yeah. and and the things yeah. God used exes to um to kind of help mold us with that. and those things are as the the imagery grows a chisel going against wood going against marble is not pleasant uh, and yet when you see the finished product you can understand why there's gratefulness there mm. i think um i don't think there's anything wrong with recognizing that i think it's where that gets confused where it gets replaced with where it gets tangled with desire and still wanting for whatever it was that you had with that person i think that's where it's dangerous because that's where you know that's where the backsliding happens mm. that's where you bring them along whereas god's meant for them to be in your past yeah. so i don't think there's anything wrong with recognizing that i think it's healthy to do so um but i think the the care or the caution should be taken to not let that turn into something else yeah if that makes sense i think what i want to add as well is <clears throat> i don't want what peter said to almost become an excuse for people to be like oh so i can have many exes so long as i can see god <laughs> <laughs> i ain't saying that working in my life car god is working in it and I, I see it more so as god will work in your life through whatever situation you're currently in and so you don't need to be in a relationship for god to work on your character God can work on your character through your family set of relationships, through your employment set of relationships, through school set of relationships, just whatever set of relationships you're in, through church set of relationships, like whatever set of relationships you're in, God has the potential and he often does work on your character through those sets of relationships. And the more that you spend time with him as in his word, the more, again, his nature and his character will shape who you are and who he and will reveal to you more and more so of who he's called you to be um and as peter said as well i i don't i don't um necessarily see it wrong to recognize how god has worked in your life because we normally take stock at different times of the yeah. year to kind of look at different situations and circumstances and see tangibly how god has worked in it what if we look to those situations themselves of the, as the instruments of God, we can sometimes elevate that situation more so than we elevate God mm. as the person who used that instrument. Mm. So there's been a lot of, within the piece, mm. there was a lot of talk about the situation and the relationship itself rather than God's work through that relationship onto you. And so it almost raises the girl or the situation to that position. In it's because that- I didn't read all of it. Okay. So, well, that's your fault then, isn't it? Um, trying to keep things spicy. So, it's... <laughs> but you, you, you read enough for us to hear about things brushing against things and... I said fingers. I up. said fingers. Yeah. Fingers. Hmm. What did you hear? Things brushing against things. I said fingers brushing against each other. Why do you say Miss Mosaic? Mosaic. Oh, okay. Mosaic, okay. I thought there was a hint of the person's name there. But cool. So, Who you yeah, what's the about? person's name? Huh? What's the person's name? Bruv. <laughs> the name was Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so even in, in like reflecting, just being mindful that like, it's God who's doing the work through the situation or whatever. Mm. Um, the situation might be tough, but God is doing something through it. It might be good, but God is some, doing something through it. Um, it, from the segment that you read, did seem a bit nostalgic and did seem a bit um, that there's like the rose tinted glasses are still kind of there, mm. even if they've paled a little bit or they've matured a little bit, mm. but they're still kind of there. Um, and even as you said, whether she, she stays or leaves, you're not that um, adverse to it. It's like if you're fully over someone, you were like, good riddance, bye. Like it was good for us. Not it was good for us to be together, but God has done something. I've moved on. Let's keep it moving. Um, so yeah, but, but I feel like I'm 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 not with that, like that with any with like most situations. I'm just if 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 the, if there's not like a strong feeling towards it, then there's just indifference sort of thing. Mm. Sort of yeah, and um, as much as it seems <laughs> backslidey. <laughs> It sound a bit backsidey. Nah. Yeah. No, no, logic is very much in the driver's seat in this in this whole thing. 
Yeah, but you see, that's that's another. It's, it's to some extent another illusion where logic, like I can make the logical argument that if you are to go back to this situation, you know exactly what it is. You're not now going to go and find out anything about another one. You're more familiar. You're the devil you know better than the angel you don't. That's the logical explanation. But it's only one that is twisted to suit what the emotion wants. Mm. So where you say logic's in the driving seat, which I don't doubt, um, I still think there's 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 things that leak through or, or things that come through that kind of give a hint as to where the heart really is. Yeah. Um, and it's worth paying attention to those. Even where you are making logical logical um, decisions, it's worth paying attention to where the heart is because that can influence how you see and what your interpretation of logic is. There's a... Um I'm not going to mention her name, but there's a girl who... <laughs> I'm saying the name, actually. <laughs> how, could you, how dare you say, say the name? Well, her name was Atlas, and I told you. <laughs> there's a girl who um, used to write poetry. Uh-oh. And used to? Yeah. That shortens the list. Used to write poetry. And we, we all know this girl. I don't want to be her name. Um, we asked her why, if she's writing, and... She said no, and I said, "Oh, why are you not writing?" And she shared that when she was writing, she was in a phase of um, she so she was waiting for a relationship, but she was almost romanticizing the the wait, mm. and so everything that she was writing was almost it was almost like songs of Solomon esque, yeah, yeah, and it was very much like romanticizing the wait and everything. Mm. What are you talking about. You know, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> so, um, there was that sense of, yes, I'm waiting, but it's, this is the reason why I'm, I'm almost writing. Mm. Um, and she says she stopped writing because she realized that she was romanticizing the wait. Yeah. Mm. And not necessarily worshiping or serving God as he had intended to. Mm. And so when she realized that, the need to write just kind of diminished and she just went on with life and went on with um, serving and stuff. And so she feels as though that stage of her life has almost come to an end. Mm. And sometimes when we write, we write romanticizing or um, almost musing over situations in which we, we hold very dear and mm. stuff like that and not necessarily saying that's what you're doing or that's what you have done but I'm just wondering if there is an element of romanticising relationships or romanticising um, that situation and what could have been or what if mm. um, within that mm. and almost asking if that's healthy um, sometimes it might be sometimes it might not be it all depends on the person and the situation Mm. Um, so yeah I think that's just what I'll, I'll, I'll kind of throw out there okay <laughs> well, I was going to take that one and ignore it trust me <laughs> no it's done I've, um, I'm done with that piece mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> I showed it to my friend yesterday it's like oh you should you, you should perform it in front of her <laughs> I says gate <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, we thank God for poetry. We thank God for babes. We thank God for God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That's a good. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. Can't lie. Can't lie. Cool. Um, Is anyone else having babes problems? No. A couple of us are married, sir. That's me. That's me. You can't have babes problems. No, you have marital problems. It's not babes problems. It's marital problems. Nah, it's you can't have base problems that turn into marital problems. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. I was, <laughs> I was looking at it from a very narrow point of view. Anyway, shout out to Rude 20 for the music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Mm. You can find us at uh, soundcloud.com forward slash the blacks for the snow apostrophe on all good podcasts and websites. Yes, Peter. All, all good podcast podcast websites. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. From last week you said there's no podcast websites. So oh, <laughs> applications. Where you find 
No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, I was proving wrong. How there are right. man That's sending right. shots at random? <laughs> just making sure you remember, right? I was just like, yeah? What, what? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. They yeah. found, uh, Gems found a podcasting website. Shout out to Gems. Yeah. Including SoundCloud, including iTunes, mm. um, Black Defense with an apostrophe, Twitter at Defense UK, email address tbsfenice or hotmail.com. Um, <laughs> is that everything? Um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Then I guess this is the Blacksmith's finest signing out. Blow. Meow. <laughs>